0: Welcome to the Triathlon ACT podcast, where you'll find out all the latest news, events, results and backstory of all things triathlon. You'll also hear from the incredible people who bring triathlon in the heart of the nation's capital to life. And now your hosts, all the way from Canberra, Australia, Craig Johns and Emily Stacey.
1: Hi, I'm Craig Johns, Executive Director of Triathlon ACT, and I'm here with my co-host, Emily Stacey, our Sport Development Manager. Emily, welcome to the show.
2: Oh, Craig, thanks for having me. I'm very excited about this podcast.
1: Oh, it's our first ever Triathlon ACT podcast. We're breaking new ground with new triathlon season just around the corner. And wow, it's pretty cold right now.
2: Yeah, it's pretty fresh this morning. I um, yeah had to scrape some ice off my uh, windscreen this morning on the way to
1: swimming. And were you running this morning? Were you out swimming, cycling? No,
2: swimming with T3C this morning down at Tuggeranong
1: Excellent. So you've got lots of energy that we've been out there. So we're going to bring you a new podcast every fortnight. It is for you, the Triathlon ACT members, and we will make sure that we put it up on the Triathlon ACT website, Facebook and Instagram pages. On today's show, we're going to give you an insight into what you will expect each week provide an update on what's happening in the ACT region, and we bring you a superb interview with Shelby O'Toole from JT Sport about where there is adversity, there is opportunity, and how she got a start in triathlon. So let's kick it off. On your marks. This segment is all about the latest results from our wonderful triathlon ACT members. And the most recent event that took place is something that's a little bit different. It's not something that everyone in triathlon does, and it's called Ultraman. Emily, what's Ultraman all about?
2: Well, it's a massive event split up over three days.
1: Three days?
2: Three days. It's huge. So it is. The athletes on day one do a 10K open water swim.
1: So that, hang on, that is of a 50-meter pool that is quite a lot of swimming so that might that'll mean that it is 200 laps of say a 50 meter pool.
2: that's incredible yeah it's a lot they have to follow that up though with 140k bike ride on the same day day two is a 281.1 kilometer bike ride so
1: that's from canberra to sydney yep wow
2: that's fair day three 84.3 kilometer run
1: just for fun, on day three, they do an 84.3 kilometer run. Yeah, Incredible. Now, we had two amazing people from Canberra competing in this year's Australia Ultraman event. We had Dave Halpin and Craig Stocks. It was Dave's first ever time doing the Ultraman, and he started out, he was quite conservative in the first couple of days, but he shone through near the end, and he came home in fourth overall, which is pretty incredible.
2: It's amazing.
1: Craig Stock, I know he's done this event before and is a great ultra long distance triathlete and he finished 14th, so congratulations guys on some amazing results at Ultraman Australia. Coach's Corner, this is where we give you tips, techniques and other ways to improve yourself as a triathlete and make sure you have the best performance on race day. Today we are talking about recovery. Now talking to Emily earlier and we were talking about the fact that you actually get faster while you are sleeping and recovering why is that Emily
2: oh so many things at play when you're asleep Craig
1: so we've got hormone releases going on our body is repairing because obviously when we're training we're getting small micro tears so we're repairing those and we're getting stronger as it rebuilds they get stronger and that means we become faster while we're recovering does that mean i can lay on this on the couch thinking about triathlon will that make me go faster
2: no you need to be in sleep
1: need to be in sleep
2: you need to actually be sleeping so do i actually
1: have to train to get the benefits from recovery or will i just perform better because i'm sleeping on the couch watching tv in the weekend
2: uh it's all a fine balance but yeah training is a good idea
1: Training is a good idea. So I think you've got to do a bit of training first before you put the recovery in there. But what's really important is you need to plan the recovery. And that's why a coach is really, really important because they identify how much workload you need first before you need a recovery. And if you just do recovery ad hoc, as I said, just watching TV on the couch in the weekend rather than actually doing some training, then you're probably not gonna grow because you need a stimulus first. So next time I see you falling asleep at the office, Emily, I'll just be thinking that you're gaining a performance advantage on me.
2: Yeah, that's good. My naps are always scheduled.
1: Coming up in a few weeks time, we've got membership renewals, and it's important to make sure that you're aware of some key dates in the membership renewal process to ensure that you have things like your credit card details up to date, your contact details are correct, And you ensure that if you're gonna change clubs that you're ready to do that. So you don't accidentally uh, renew in the wrong membership category or with the wrong club. So, Emily, what are those dates that we need to be aware of?
2: The key dates are June 17th, where existing members can renew for the 2019, 2020 season. And then from July 1st, new membership season kicks off. Auto renewals take place.
1: Excellent, and if you have any questions or queries, feel free to give us a. Call at Triathlon ACT six two six zero four four three zero, or jump onto the Triathlon ACT website and have a look at contact us and send us an email.
2: Out and about. This is where we catch up with some local triathletes at, in the Canberra community. We recently caught up with Maggie Welfare from the Vikings Triathlon and T Three C Club. Doing a strength workout at Canberra Southern Cross Club's Stella Fitness Centre.
1: We're here with Maggie Welfare from Vikings Triathlon Club and T3C at Canberra Stella Club this morning. Maggie, what are you doing today?
3: Just doing a bit of gym work, a uh, combination of some body weight, um, some actual weights, uh, activations, just uh, plenty of stuff to keep the body. Nice and strong and ready to go.
1: So you're doing that for prehabilitation or that's is it more a, for rehab? A bit of both. <laughs> both at the a little
3: bit of rehab from a little injury I picked up over the summer, but um, lots of prehab now as well. So it's good, well and truly into the prehab now. So getting yeah, sure. the body and the core nice and strong.
1: And what's the area that you're focusing on the most?
3: Well, let's triathlon. I'm focusing on the whole body. <laughs> um, probably a lot of core because um, the injury I had was in my back. Um, but yeah, plenty of overall leg work, glutes, um, upper body to get the swim nice and strong. Um, yeah, just everything really. And
1: we're here in the off season, so how many times a week would you come to the gym and for how long?
3: I'm um, still probably sticking to about twice a week at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure if that might change over the, um, over the course of the, the season, but probably about an hour at a time. Can do less, can do more, depends on what, what life throws at me, doesn't really matter as long as i'm making it <laughs>
1: and do you find that affects your your swim biking and run training when you're in the gym or do you find that it actually enhances you throughout the week
3: uh look i'm not gonna lie there are some days i regret what i did in the gym the day before when i'm in the pool or on the bike but overall i'm noticing a massive improvement so i think it's overall been really beneficial
1: the team at triathlon act would like to thank our very special partners and sponsors that make the difference to allow sport to continue to grow and evolve as an exciting sport in Canberra. Sport and Recreation Canberra from the ACT Government, Proximity, EY, Rolf Classic BMW, Sports Care and Physiotherapy, Canberra Southern Cross Club, The Runner's Shop, Red Hill Express, and H2O Marine. We'd also like to thank our event partners, Elite Energy Events, and also Triathlon Australia national sponsors, which are Virgin Australia, Project Clothing, Star Outdoor, and new hot off the press over the last couple of months, we've also introduced Lonsdale Street Cyclery. Thank you very much for your support, and we look forward to working with you in, in the 2019, 2020 season.
2: This segment is called The Starting Line. It's for Those people who might be new to triathlon and especially new to triathlon in Canberra, we're going to give you guys some tips and tricks on how to stay motivated with your training and the best approach for you to take. So what I wanted to talk about today is layering up in a Canberra winter.
1: This is so important right now. I mean, we've got white caps on the Brindabellas in the background. And it's been pretty damn cold lately, hasn't it, Emily?
2: It has. So this morning it was minus 2.3 with a feels-like minus 5.7. It's
1: cold. It is
2: very cold. Uh, So that is a pretty good incentive to stay in bed, rugged up, warm cinnamon bun, never going to leave this bed. But if you can get out and about, the early starts are the best part of the day. Uh, To do that well you really need to layer up. So you do warm up once you get started and then you can take those layers off, but having your ears covered and your hands covered, having a jacket on or a long sleeve, merino top, something like that to keep you nice and toasty to start with is so important for training in Canberra winter.
1: So it's not about how cold it is to go training. It is about how well you are dressed to go training.
2: That's exactly it, yeah.
1: Perfect. Whistleblower. Technical officials have rules in place to ensure that you have a safe, fair and enjoyable race. They actually don't want to blow their whistle. Their goal is to ensure that you have the same advantage as everyone else during the race. So today, Emily, what are we talking about? Which rule are we going to focus on?
2: We're going to look at the mount and dismount line in the bike.
1: Excellent. Let's talk about that a little bit more.
2: Okay. So when you are coming out of transition, so you've finished your swim, you've got your bike, you're heading out onto the bike course, there is a line called the mount line. You have to be on your bike after that line.
1: Can you be touching your bike? Yes. So you can be touching you your can bike. can touching your bike,
2: touch- but you cannot be like on your bike pedaling before the line
1: so you've got to get across that line before you get on top of the bike
2: that is correct
1: excellent that's a great rule to know and be aware of because the last thing you want is getting a penalty just as you're starting the bike leg. I know.
2: how stuff works things that happen in the sport that you're not normally aware of
1: so today we're talking about what happens in that last 30 seconds before an elite triathlete or para triathlete is about to start their race. They don't have lots of things inside their mind. They have decluttered and they've cleared it out so that they can just focus on the moment and the one thing that they're about to do next. And that is listen for that start signal because the more the brain is cluttered, the less effective or the, the longer the response time will be for them to activate as an athlete. So they want to get off that start pontoon as quickly as possible so they have cleared everything but that's just listening to that start signal. So what are you doing Emily, 30 seconds before the start gun goes off?
2: Oh, 30 seconds? Nah, I'm doing my last nervous wee Craig. In your wetsuit? In my wetsuit.
1: Now we're talking about what's happening. Emily, so what's coming up in the triathlon community in Canberra?
2: Our calendar is looking pretty full, Craig. It's exciting. Uh, We've got some workshops coming up. So June 15, we have our Meaningful Inclusion Workshop. You can still register for that. It's open until the 10th of June.
1: Fantastic. It's great. The Meaningful Inclusion Workshop is all about learning how to work with children and adults who may have learning difficulties, or may have disabilities that require just a little bit different way of dealing with them. So we understand kind of the physiological requirements and the psychological requirements and the way that you need to talk with them. So that's a great workshop, Emily. What else is coming up in June? Well,
2: well Triathlon ACT Annual Awards.
1: Will so we recognize the amazing achievements of all our cool people in the triathlon community and Canberra. It might be technical officials, coaches, para triathletes novices, juniors, Ironman performances, novice of the year, and most importantly, our volunteers. Because volunteers rock, don't they?
2: They absolutely do.
1: And what are we... Recently, we were promoting some amazing volunteers in the Canberra community in the National Volunteer Week. So we caught up with a couple of people and we... So Steve Hoff was a finalist at the National... I'm sorry, the Canberra Volunteering Awards at the National Arboretum. We also... Acknowledge Rachel Haynes from Coaching. We did. Tarita Clark from Technical. And we also acknowledge all those amazing committee members and the parents and everyone else involved in making sure our triathlon community runs so well. Um, so make sure that you have bought a ticket to the annual awards, 28th of June. Is that right, Emily? Correct. That's yes. correct. And they're still online for another, another week or two. So make sure you check out triathlonact.com.au And then we go into July and we've got the Young Woman's Leadership Program.
2: I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about a lot of things, but more that I still fit into the category of young woman.
1: 16 to 39 year olds? Yes. You're a spring chicken.
2: I am. Yes.
1: And so that is where we bring in, we're going to have around 20 members from Triathlon ACT. We're going to acknowledge them in the next podcast who has actually been selected. And then we've got people coming from all around Australia. So you'll have up to two people from each state and potentially from triathlon Australia as well. So it's going to be a a big workshop, some great outcomes. They've also got a project to do and four seminars where we're going to bring in some amazing female leaders that get to speak with them, inspire them and challenge them to think a little bit differently around their leadership. So that's on the 13th of July. And then we get into some coaching courses.
2: Yes our development coach course is the 20th to 21st of july and also the 7th and 8th of september so two weekends at the ais
1: fantastic and that's where people start to learn how to take the coaching and from an athlete from a beginner into what's next so it's around ensuring that they can actually deliver training sessions in a club environment they generally have someone that is still mentoring them or overseeing the work that they're doing so this extremely important to our clubs in canberra and then we in august we've got the foundation coach course as well which is uh the beginning course isn't it
2: yeah i'm really keen to see how that one pans out and what actually goes on behind the scenes with that foundation course it sounds really uh interesting and for anyone who's wanting kind of has an interest in coaching but not really sure where to start, that's a the perfect place to start. That's a
1: place where you've got to, you've got to go through the foundation course first before you can move up into development course. And we're going to have some really cool videos that give you a testimonial or insights into how the foundation co- coach course is conducted. And they're going to be available throughout June and July. So keep an eye out for those and make sure you check out triumphonact.com.au to find out when they the nominations or the um, registration for those close because you don't want to miss out. We've got some events too. We do. It's, it's a winter time, so there's no swimming, uh, I would imagine there's no swimming involved in these events.
2: No, these ones are duathlons only. So, so what's
1: a duathlon, Emily?
2: A duathlon is a run and then a ride and then a run.
1: Excellent, so that sounds like your leg's gonna be beat up just a little bit before you start the bike or you're warmed up nicely because it is winter, we need to be warm.
2: We do. I think warmed up nicely is a good way of putting it
1: warmed up nicely. That's really good England from me. So talking about England and the English, we're going to talk about getting muddy and wet and diving in lots of dirt. So the first one is
2: the Sri Shimnoi off road duathlon on the 4th of August.
1: Brilliant. So that takes place at black mountain, which I can see out the window that we're looking at right now. And up there, it's a trail run through the botanical gardens. You then mountain bike up through the different fire trails and some singer trails up in Black Mountain, and then you finish off with a dynamic run on the trails. So it gets your heart rate up a little bit because there's a couple of little hills in there, but a lot of fun, a lot of adventure. You've got to concentrate lots. Um, it's a great event. It's been around for a long time. And most importantly, Emily, my favorite part of this race is the Shri Chimnoy pancakes.
2: Yep, no, Shri Chimnoy does the food very, very well. How good is food?
1: Phenomenal, and those pancakes the best in triathlon best food and then we've got the ACT duathlon champs and that's taking place out at Stromlo one of your favorite training grounds
2: it is yes
1: and are you defending champion by the way
2: well yeah I I don't know that I can defend my title this year which is a little bit unfortunate you might
1: be a little bit busy uh, yeah
2: I could be busy that day but yeah it's a great event with really looking forward to that
1: so you get to run on Track, the cross-country trail there out at, or the specifically designed cross-country course out at Stromlo. You ride on the undulating, um, beautiful roads at Uriara. Not too many houses out there at the moment, so it's quite a good little space to ride. And then you do a a nice little run at the end back on that beautifully manicured grass of the cross-country trail there. So a lot of fun, so lots of events coming up. We are now going to lead into a fantastic interview and this is with Shelby O'Toole. Shelby is from JT Multisport. She is going to give you an insight into her life before triathlon, what inspired her, and now why she's fascinated about going a little bit longer in triathlon, and why the triathlon community is so strong. So check out this great interview with Shelby O'Toole. We're here today, you know, talk about your experience and your journey into triathlon. Yeah. Just go back a step, you know, what did you do as a kid, you know, were you quite athletic?
4: Um, As a kid I was, yeah I was pretty like into sport but I was never really into the, the running and riding side of things. I did a little bit of swimming as a kid, but never into running and riding. I did netball, surfing, I was down the beach a lot, but other than that, right. never done triathlon until I was an adult.
1: You had something happen when you were 18, tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so when I was 18, I got a virus from a mosquito called River fever, and varmosporus um, virus, and basically, it depleted my immune system, which meant that I continuously got sick. I basically caught everything. I, couldn't really go out in public because I'd I'd just catch everything again Um, the levels of fatigue were crazy and eventually it resulted in my joints all becoming locked especially my lower body Um, and I had changes in sensation through my lower body Um, I suffered from ataxia which is basically like shaking of of your legs and um, so I had to learn how to walk again over about an eight-month period so
1: obviously big challenge um, at the age of 18 to, to somewhat feel like you've lost a whole lot of freedom. You know, yeah. were, were your joints are stiffening up, you're struggling to move, you're probably lacking a lot of energy. Yeah. You know, How did you cope during that time?
4: Um, I had a lot of support from friends and family and you know I think when you go through something like that you learn who really are your, your close people. Yeah. There's probably a lot of friends that I lost at that period of time and, and that I've never sort of rebuilt friendships with. But, I really learnt who who were my close friends and family, and they really got me through. And I had some some really good people in my life that donated um, hydrotherapy and things like that to help me to get get better. Yeah.
1: It's a it's always interesting, isn't it? You know, the adversity, and that you do understand who your true friends are at that point. And yeah. So obviously, being able to provide that hydrotherapy pool would have been. It's a godsend I suppose for you in a way that mm. you had access to something free and mm. allowed you to go through better. the rehab. So how long did the rehab take?
4: Um, I would have been doing like intense physiotherapy for six months and um, that consisted of going to the hospital and seeing a physiotherapist outside of the pool twice a week and then in the pool every single day. Yeah.
1: And so did you have some sort of distraction during that time? Were you studying? Uh, uh, did you have I was. other interests?
4: Yes, yeah, so I was studying to become a registered nurse at that time. Um, I was in my, my first year of nursing, so I was unable to do my first um, in-hospital prac because I was unwell. So I just continued studying from home basically. Yeah.
1: Once you kind of rehab, did you get into any sport at that time or were you just focusing on your career as a nurse?
4: Yeah, so once I finished my rehab, um, a group called Try For Me Fitness advertised online at Christmas time and they were coming to Canberra to do a clinic and you could do your first triathlon the next day. And so um, I'd been walking on the treadmill very slowly, learning how to walk and the first thing you do when you learn how to walk is cycle with your feet on the floor. So I've been doing a little bit of that and obviously I've been in the pool doing hydrotherapy, which eventually moved back up to swimming. And so I thought, hmm, I'll go do a triathlon, oh, wow. <laughs> which <laughs> mum and dad and everyone was like, okay, that's a, a bit challenge. crazy. <laughs> um, it was only like an entire but still like for me, that was pretty, pretty nuts considering. And so I went and I met, um, Met Joe and met all the girls at try for me. We did the clinic, and the next day I did my first triathlon in Canberra. Wow. So yeah, it was pretty cool, <laughs> and I got got bitten by the bug hard. <laughs> I was buying <laughs> the right road, this Yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs> I was bu- buying um buying a road bike the next week I think. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so did you you know obviously that first day obviously pretty nervous going into that race. You know, yeah. What, what were your kind of thoughts Where Was your head at? Where yeah, I day? think.
4: I think I didn't have much expectation of myself, so I think I've been more nervous at other races since. But I think I was, um, I was just excited to be doing something normal as such. Um, and yeah, like I'd met some pretty cool people there that I'm still friends with that are part of the like triathlon club crew, you know, in Canberra and 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 wider. So yeah, it was a really good day. It was cool to have you know a coach that had sort of taught me a few things the day before and then watched me. Um, race the next day yeah it was awesome
1: and so progressing from that race here yeah, what mm-hmm. what did you do next did you continue yeah, that so season or
4: that season um i raced again in canberra although um after that i i continued to sort of struggle with health conditions and and getting sick and not being able to keep up training um my immune system would be against me at times, and so I really struggled to train consistently. Um, my goal was to, you know, go to Wells in um, Gold Coast, but um, I just wasn't wasn't well enough to to do the training and to make it through all the qualifiers. So that never happened, So um, eventually, I met James, and he really kicked my butt into gear, and and has really helped me with monitoring that fatigue and keeping on top of everything without pushing too hard and and um, yeah, here we are.
1: <laughs> so, so you were struggling to find enough energy to do a sprint distance or let alone a standard distance <laughs> and then you meet James and next week you're doing <laughs> 70.3. Uh, yeah, that's it, a 70.3. Yeah, it, it makes
4: no sense, but yeah. <laughs>
1: You've obviously figured out a recipe with him that allows you to ensure that your immune system stays relatively strong yeah. and more consistent mm. and been able to do the training that for yeah. that first mm. 70.3 weeks.
4: The biggest thing now is that it, I'm, I'm well in terms of my immune system but sometimes I will get ataxia when I get fatigued so if I go too hard or I go too long sometimes and I don't monitor my nutrition and my fluids that will end up with me having shaky legs, which obviously is not a recipe for... We all have
0: wobbly <laughs> legs on the run and we uh, <laughs>
4: Yeah, so I figured i fit in in the longer distance.
1: <laughs> and so what sort of things did you have to change in your diet
4: um. to... Not really. Like I, I, my first standard distance triathlon was in Batemans Bay and it was when I hadn't met James yet and I didn't take any nutrition on board whatsoever. So I guess him just teaching me how to actually do that and when to do that and, yeah. and what it means and how it helps, that, that was really a game changer. Yeah, I've been training since. July with James and then um, did the Nepean race leading up and did a huge PB at that one. So I was really, really keen to, to race um, Western Sydney. I was actually not as nervous as I thought I was going to be, but I was a bit of a wreck on the morning. <laughs> I nearly missed my swim start. I was the last one in the water. <laughs> I was like, where's all the blue caps? And then I looked in the water. There they all were in the water. So I basically swam to the starting boys and kept swimming. Um, I got out of the swim feeling really fresh, I was feeling really good. I didn't go too hard at all but that was the plan, so um, was really happy with my swim. Got on the bike, the bike's always been my weakest leg, I think because my legs get quite shaky on the bike and obviously clipped in it can be a little bit scary when your legs go a bit crazy on you. I've never really ridden much in TT position, although I have the TT bars on my bike. Um, but I decided to just give that a go on the day and <laughs> randomly found some bike skills that I'd never had before. <laughs> I um, I lost all of, I had some nutrition sitting on my top tube and um, went over a bump at 3Ks and lost it all. It all fell off. I still had some gels attached and some gels in my back pocket, thank God. But yeah, we'd, um, we'd spoken. I have not I hadn't I can't really coordinate getting my water bottle out of my um, carrier because of the, the shaky sometimes. It's just a bit too much to take my hands off the, the bars. But on the day, I was fine and I, I was able to take on all that nutrition and, and everything. So, got through the ride really well. I was actually really happy with my ride. I had a lot of fun. And then the run came. <laughs> the, first, the first sort of 10Ks, I was okay. And then I hit a wall. I got really, really blurry eyes. I like could hardly see my hand in front of in front of me, and um, yeah, I was I was really struggling. James was basically like, "You need to drink and, yeah. and um, had some electrolytes." Somehow ran the last few K's and got home. Um, I think in my head my goal was sub seven hours, and I got six hours forty-nine, so wow, I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah. The feeling afterwards, I was it's all just a bit of a blur, but I was, yeah, over the moon <laughs> with a lot of sunburn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so from an A-Taxi point of view, how how do you manage that? Like, is this something that you can, so if you're doing strength training or yeah. uh, is it to recovery that can reduce it or can you get rid of it?
4: Yeah, no, you can't get rid of it, <laughs> I wish. Um, you just have to basically learn how to prevent it if you can, and then how to um, recover from it quickly. I've had a lot of doctors say to me that what I'm doing isn't really possible with, with the form of ataxia I have. Um, but I think maybe they've got it wrong or something, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I, at the beginning of my training, if I got ataxia, say on a long ride, I'd be out for the next two days, whereas um, race day um i was ataxic for five minutes after the race and that was it and so um sort of going from that to that is pretty pretty amazing i don't think you know 12 months ago i would have been able to even do this because i just would have been way too um, ataxic probably after the 10 minutes on the bike yeah
1: and so you're a nurse so does it affect you in your role as a nurse yeah
4: look um it could but i i don't um I don't work shift work anymore for that for basically that reason. Um, managing fatigue is really important because if you get fatigued then you'll you'll get ataxic. So um, I work a constant roster and have have really structured sort of eating. I always make sure I'm eating, always make sure I'm sleeping well. And then when it comes to training always just being honest with James when I can't, you know, complete sessions or or get up to do the next one. <laughs> yeah.
1: so what's your next goal
4: yeah um port Mac next year 70.3 um and my partner's gonna race it with me (laughs) he's never um he's never done a triathlon
1: (laughs) 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 so you're inspiring other people now
4: yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) we're gonna do the half marathon in canberra and then um then go down and do Port Mac together, so that'd be really good, yeah. Awesome.
1: What a, yeah. that'd be a lot of fun, you know, being able to share it with someone else. And yeah. So yeah. has he got a bit of a background in, in your sport?
4: Absolutely not. He's, um, <laughs> he's seen me do it for, yeah. for quite a few years, and then he's always sort of said, oh, I want to do one of those, I want to do one of those, but after seeing me at um, Western Sydney, he, he said to me, I'm sick of being a spectator, it's my turn, so, yep. yeah, we'll, um, we'll get him, locked in with James in the new year and get him over the finish line as well, yeah.
1: And so, for you, you know, what do you find really valuable in being in that club environment and then also having James as a coach?
4: Yeah, well... Just the the team environment at JT is different to sort of anything else that I've ever been involved in. I think because it's an individual sport, but then you are part of this crew that's all doing it together. Um, everyone's just really fun and lighthearted. Like, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, winning world champs like Elle, or if you're, you know, like me, trying to finish at Half Ironman in sub seven hours. Everyone's sort of treated exactly the same, and everyone just encourages each other exactly the same. The, um, the crew came down for Sydney, even though they had races in Canberra the day before. You yep. know, like everyone's just following each other all over the country, and we had two athletes compete in Bustleton, and we we're watching them the whole way. And you know, these are people that we've only really met each other a few times, but it's just cool to have each other's back and know that when it gets tough, you've got this whole whole team of people that are going through the same thing and thinking about you. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a there's a, a real mutual respect. Uh, mm. And, and it's an excitement to everyone yeah. kind of thrives on everyone else's unique journey that's and
4: right how yeah.
1: they how they go about the process of going to a triathlon or the background leading into it and yeah. then what happens on race day because no it. one has the same race
4: that's it yeah and I think like even just like we've been swimming together on Mondays and Thursdays and even just having a group to go to and just swim together even if you're doing a different swim set it's just you know, cool to have people that are also, after work, getting themselves to the pool, getting in the pool, swimming for an hour and a half, and, and yeah, we're just all going through that same same journey together. But whatever your goal is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's nice. cool.
1: And, and if someone was thinking about getting into triathlon, but a bit scared about, <laughs> oh, it's too hard, or it's, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm ready, what would you say to them?
4: Uh, I'd say just do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, you know, find, come, and, come and, you know, go see one of your local clubs or, or talk to James or talk to Grace or talk to somebody who does it. I don't think there's any triathlete who doesn't like it cuz otherwise they wouldn't do it. Sure. And so yeah, just get involved. There's so many different distances, so I think you know there really is something for everyone. Most people would with no fitness be able to do a really little one. I I basically had no fitness a day of training and yeah. came off the back of physiotherapy for my first first ever <laughs> triathlon. So if I can do that then yeah. Anybody could really do a little one, especially. And I reckon after you do your first one, you get bitten by the bug hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's good, you know, you've got a you've had a real challenge. You've overcome that kind of adversity. You're, you've put some coping strategies in place um, and showing a lot of resilience. So
4: thank you. We're really excited yeah. to see
1: where your triathlon journey goes over the next few years. Yeah. And, and we wish you all the best for. Thank Portman. you.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll get a new PB. <laughs>
1: There was a great interview with Shelby O'Toole from the JT Multisport Club. It's, you know, that mosquito bite created adversity and from adversity she was able to overcome it and create an opportunity. And that opportunity for her was triathlon and meeting people and taking on a new challenge, setting some goals and achieving something really phenomenal. You know, she could hardly exercise at the beginning and within a year she's out there doing a half Ironman. That's really, really impressive. So we're, we, we love what you're doing, Shelby, and we look forward to seeing your journey in the triathlon over the next few years. So well done to what you've achieved there. Emily, that's the end of the first ever episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast. A um, Lot of fun. We talked about some great results from people, and we're, you know, we're sharing a lot of great ideas, some great information, and some extremely good results from the people in our community.
2: It's been a fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this podcast goes and finding more about, finding out more about the different triathletes that we have in our community, maybe finding out some rules that I didn't know existed. And yeah. yeah
1: we've got an amazing community. The people that are made up of the triathlon community have some fascinating stories. And the great thing is everyone respects that someone else has a different story. I think that's beautiful about triathlon is... You can go to any race, no matter what distance, and the elites will talk with the first-time beginners, the juniors will talk with the 85-year-olds. Everyone gets in the mix, and no one is kind of judging anyone else, not at all. They are there, they are inspired by everyone's different story, and that is the beauty of triathlon, and that's why we love being involved and have been involved for a long time. I won't tell you how long, but it's, it's probably, I think I was there in the 80s, so it's, it's getting old. It's getting a long time now. That is old. That is really old. Okay, all right. Well, let's wrap this up, this show up for today. Um, thanks, Emily, for coming on to the show, and we look forward to seeing your amazing work in Triathlon ACT and on the Triathlon ACT podcast.
0: I look forward to that too, Craig. Be a part of the Triathlon ACT community by visiting www.triathlonact.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast, we encourage you to share it on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. We would love to hear from you, so please feel free to contact Craig or Emily at director at with your feedback, questions and suggestions. Be sure to check out the next episode of the Triathlon ACT podcast.